Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, what a night. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday night. You play Thursday cause you're... Hello and welcome to a What A Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network, talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. Joining myself, Sean Walsh, as he does every week, Jude Summerfield. Hello, Sean. We read a review last week that uh, someone who listens doesn't know the name of the hosts. Oh, yeah. Which I, we, yeah, which I felt, I felt, yeah, I felt quite, did they listen to the beginning of the episode or they just go straight in, you know, do they do the thing where they just skip 30 seconds? Cause I, know. I think it's unbelievable to be honest. The absolute nerve, the cheek of it. How dare you? I I expect an apology. I expect a new review saying, I know know the names of the hosts. Yeah, because Sean spends quite a lot of time going over that intro, just making sure he's got it. We do so many takes. So many takes, and yet, you know, somebody just completely misses it at the start. It really hurts me. Do you reckon they just skip the first 15 (laughs) seconds? (laughs) And they're like, why don't I know these guys' names? talking right now I have no idea who are they yeah. who are you how are you doing mate you okay yeah good a little bit sniffly today it's very cold today but you know as I always say dude, I prefer it to be cold than wet yeah yeah what snow snow white do you mean just just wet in general right I see I don't like, I don't like the rain yeah I don't like the rain the rain is I, I can deal with the cold I can wrap up warm but you yeah, get you got to get a brolly out and it's swinging everywhere you know that's different yeah but you were, t- you were taking your vitamin D supplements or you just get by without no I just stay in, the, be- stay in the shade this has become a thing in the office now since it was in that quiz what give, What does sunlight give vitamin D yeah well were you here for that one I was here for that one yeah I didn't do very well on the micronutrients round you never do yeah no I never do the, one, the-, the one and only time <laughs> there's been a round in that yeah I didn't do very well on it um, but you know we have to move don't we we move on. Yeah, we move. It is what it is, mate. No, mate, can't say any truer than that, mate. mate. We've been mixing it into Eddie Jones today, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting out of hand, really. I don't know because I feel like Andrew's a bit more of a positive geezer than than Eddie, who sort of saps the light out of everything. So uh, you wouldn't dare say it's the, the only Australian in the office, would you? No. <laughs> 
no, of course not. First thing, when we leave this room, first thing, go over to it, we we'll just speak in your Eddie Joe's voice. No oh, context. Well, don't know what you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, mate. Just, just random stock Sound phrases. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit, it's a bit. Just me talking at something. Yeah, exactly. You should probably talk about Spurs, actually. It's always tricky. Yeah, the Spurs are... The Spurs are back. They are back. And they're gone yeah. again. <laughs> there's no one left. <laughs> I've got nothing left. Oh, uh, there's good things in the post, but... Um, <laughs> you keep saying this. I know. You keep saying this, and I just don't think that's going to be true at all. You don't think it's going to be true? I you think... Anti-Ange. That's exactly what I am, I think... You think we've seen a series of red herrings? <laughs> What, you think we've been led astray? Yeah. Flat out deceived? Yeah. I think we, we might be hoodwinked and bamboozled. <laughs> um, no, I don't think that. Um, I want to make that clear. Mm. I, I will defend it to the death. Um, not to the death, that's quite extreme. Yeah. Um, don't die, mate. It's not worth it. Not worth it. That's what he's going to come out with, isn't it? It's not worth it, mate. It's not worth it. Um, but no, we, I, think, I think Spurs have been in better positions, squad-wise, but... You know, it's, it's it is sad. It is sad. I, you know, I, I did I did get a pang when I read yesterday that Rodrigo Bentico will be out until February at least. Uh, yeah, it's rough. Felt felt, felt bad for him. Genuinely, just a horrible, horrible thing for him to have to manage. Yeah, like, it looked like he'd settled in quite quickly again. Was playing quite well. Yeah. In that first thirty, and then, um. Yeah, not great challenge. Yeah, said it on the last pod, uh, tweeted it after the Wolves game. I really wanted to see him in the Basuma role, and it looked like it was going to be the Ben Tenko role. And yeah, now it's not. It's back, back to the Basuma role it is. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're very much patching up that midfield at the moment, aren't they? From, from game to game. It's who's available. It really is. Like, yeah, Saar having a knock is, is, is not great at the moment, but... Like one, one just really hopes that the other lads can can pull their finger out and show a bit more dynamism over the coming weeks. Because uh, I don't know, I wasn't too impressed with that area in the game. But then again, it was also I feel like a case of Spurs' uh, small defenders getting bodied by Ollie Watkins and Pau Torres, which is kind of going to happen. Which. Yeah, which is on script, I'd say. Yeah, you could, like I, I was thinking about this when we did the player ratings for Spurs two one loss to Villa. I, w- I wanted to kind of punish Davis somehow for the Pal Torres goal. But I was like, is it really his fault that he's like five inches shorter? Mm. Is it his fault or is it the plan for him to mark him? Um, it's a bit of both, probably. Yeah, Spurs have gone from like a giant team to yeah, a yeah, titchy one in the space of. A few games, yeah, really, which is which, which is you know tough. Which I, I think actually, what was your overall feeling coming away from the game? Because I was actually a little bit positive because I was thinking if Spurs can play like this with so many of these players out, so many of these key players and core players to how Spurs do want to play without the squad having been filled out, not just in terms of numbers but in terms of the quality as well. Mm. That I think in the long run it's going to benefit Spurs. I think the the main problems are how do we get by without it for the time being and how do the players that are left just kind of form that kind of cohesion yeah it's, it's finding the results short term isn't it at the moment because I do feel it'll, it'll all work itself out long term um, in terms of like building up a squad um, hopefully avoiding so many major injuries more and, injuries yeah and suspensions and stuff like that like um, if, if we had like 
our one regular centre back. <laughs> like <laughs> not get sent off. Not get sent off, and you know maybe Be nice. a little a little bit of this um, this squad um, absenteeism wouldn't be happening right now. Um, because yeah, like I think Spurs are still playing the better football than yeah. Villa throughout the game. I don't really think there's much of a contest about that in, in my mind anyway. Particularly when Ventricle was on the pitch. Yeah, especially in, yeah, Villa were nowhere for the first, well, first half actually. Have you seen the compilation of all the chances that Spurs made up until the goal? I feel like I would, I would probably end up giving myself like a burn on the arm out of pure like self hate if I watched that. Okay, I'll send it to you after this then. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, you think I'm joking? I'm not. I'm sending it to you. <laughs> but that no, that that was the issue though, wasn't it? They um they created a lot of good openings here and there, but there's. With with all that upheaval in the starting eleven, you do have players coming in who aren't quite as cold and experienced in front of goal. Should should we say, you know, like maybe where um, a doggy goes through or Brian Hill gets a chance to shoot on his right, yeah, um, and scuffs about maybe like a fit Madison puts that in the corner and. Um, Spurs take a few more chances when they're on top. That was the problem, really, wasn't it? I mean, they, they ran Villa so ragged for maybe an hour and were really good in open play. Um, and then they sort of, I think they sort of gassed out themselves because they put so much into that opening period. Yeah. You do you do say that. I do think part of the problem is that, I think for the first part, Son should learn to hold his run. It's a bit yeah. Dwayne Defoe, added by Ori. In yeah, this game, an unnecessarily lingering offside. Yeah, but, uh, but then also the mystery stands out to my mind from the first half was when Kulusevski hit the inside of the post. Mm-hmm. You can put that down to so maybe that's a little bit unlucky, but he has to score it. Yeah. It has to go in. He's done so well to get to that point to go round the, the outside of Diego Carlos to then just kind of cut back inside and sit two of them on their ass. You have to finish. It has to go in. Like I. I know kind of yeah, this is pure outcome bias it has to be outcome bias you have to score that goal Yeah. and then maybe it's, maybe the game's a little bit different maybe we don't have the sequence of events that don't lead to the ventricle injury stuff like that who knows um, but yeah generally like the chance creation really couldn't fall even to the end like, there was still chance being created they weren't as clear cut as the ones earlier but I think that was naturally going to happen as Villa got deeper as they kind of just settled into the game a bit more like I didn't think there were many players on the pitch, apart from maybe Matty Cash, the pantomime villain, mm. who had a bad game. Even that, like Emerson and Davis, I don't, like does it? Is it a perfect partnership? No, but I think in isolation, I think they were okay. I don't think they were like glaringly bad. Like the Watkins goal, I don't really find fault with anyone. Like it just, it just had, like Watkins was just quicker and stronger, and he had a good shot, and it went in. Like sometimes it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, considering it's also patched up at the back there, it's it's tough to expect centre back excellence from from either of them. I think they they did fine in the majority. There was one little bit from Emerson, I think, where he tries to dribble out in a horrible <laughs> area. It's like, oh, not there, mate. Yeah, don't do it there. Borrowed a couple of those as well. Um, I think, yeah, from from what I remember, there were there were a few Brennan moments where he was just lacking on that final product whether it be a cross or a, a shot from out wide. I was getting annoyed he wasn't getting much of the ball at first because it felt like everything was was getting funneled through Brian Hill, who I didn't, he tried hard. I think it's yeah. a bit of a stretch to say he had a good game, but he 
he was eager to get involved and he ran around and I can't fault that but yeah, but I he just didn't have the breeze, quality I think like breezing past yeah. Tomza out wide whereas yeah. Johnson was getting the better of Dean quite a lot in those wide I, yeah I just wanted to see Johnson given more of the ball just see what could happen yeah maybe that's something that comes with experience and yeah. just hopefully he recognises when he's got someone a bit on toast like that or could do and starts calling for the ball starts demanding it taking a bit of a you know taking the reins yeah. so to speak um, but I thought he had a good game in general because yeah I mean like signs I mean, are really um, there I see yeah. it I, yeah I do see it and it is in the post um, because, <laughs> <laughs> because there were really good moments but for the majority and um it's it's not as if like they, they were failing to get shots on goal, you know, they they were still testing Martinez quite a fair bit. It was just not as, as clinical as was was needed to get the win against the Yeah, side. Yeah, I mean f- first goal, great finish, with a little bit of deflection, but hit well. Yeah, and, and like no, no one they deserved. Yeah, well. yeah. The culmination of this compilation that I'm gonna send you. <laughs> of the chance the chances of the first half of the first half. Uh, <laughs> but Lacelso just really impressed me. You know, you think that he's played no competitive football for Spurs this season. Did he play in the Fulham game? Played the Fulham game? Maybe. In the cup? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Check that for me, would you, mate? Yeah, little, thanks, mate. Little but yeah, but like no meaningful minutes really apart from that. Yeah, only forty-five minutes. Forty-five against Fulham, and then eight in the league game against Fulham, and then fifteen at the end of the Wolves game. Yeah. But I thought, he was, I thought he was perfect for that role. Yeah, so everything that Spurs good. needed in that game, just someone to take the ball forward, to be fearless with it. Great. Let's see, let's hopefully we can see a bit more of it, and hopefully he's not someone that succumbs to injuries. And I'm not holding up too much hope for that. <laughs> I actually think he has a uh, a major penchant for uh, for an injury here or there. But um, but yeah, he was he was really good um, coming in for a first start since it must have been it's fucking ages. Yeah. Um, it does sort of show the, the bare bones that they're down to but yeah it was a great strike um, the way he was interlinking with, with Ben Tenker and Kulisevsky yeah. early on was really really impressive and hopefully um, with Basuma coming back if they if I don't think that's an area that needs to, to change too much now even if they're playing City next yeah just Basuma back in for Ben Tenker yeah, just, that's it just make that swap and then um, well you play Brian Hill against City I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> just, just quickly, just quickly before I forget the point. What was your reaction when you saw the lineup? Because I was like, "Good God, this could be any number." I was a little bit kind of fearful. I was like, "I think there's playing the way we want to, and I think there's this." Yeah, I, 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 I just don't know what the uh, alternative is. That was also part of my back. thinking. That's just that's that's a bit of a, a bit of an issue. I was excited to see. Kulu just in the in the ten rolls. I think that works. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, in, in in terms of where any anything else, there's only like little positions here and there that would really catch my eye. I mean, that I, I don't know in like fullback areas if you make any glaring changes there because you know if you do that then the whole the whole build up sort of. What do you mean? Is it? Awry. Do you mean like? You'd be tempted maybe to play one of the wing backs in that in the hill role. No, no. I just I, I, I look at like the subs and all that. I just I just don't really know how what we, to what to do. How else to do it? You yeah. Know? I mean, like literally going through it, it's, you've got you've got midfielders and Skip and Hoybier who I suppose you could play. 
and you know maybe um, Eric Dyer is an option at the back as well. But how else? How else do you do you get a better performance out of, out of that group? I'm not. I'm not really sure. So uh, yeah, I I agree. I think Spurs absolutely maximised everything they could have with the squad that was available against Villa, who. You know, like all of these tables going around and what the table looks like since Emery joined, they're like third or fourth. So I think that's a really impressive showing for a team, not just because of, um, you know, the names that are in it, but the lack of minutes they've had together as well. I think it's different if they've played 10 games together. They haven't played any time together, really, most of them. Um, so I thought it was even more impressive. I thought it was real kind of, these are two well-coached teams and Spurs were just unlucky that Villa happened to score more goals. And I think sometimes that's just... There's no shame in that, you know. It's, it's part of the process still. Still first season. Um, the, squad, the squad isn't filled out. The, squad, the defensive stuff isn't there yet. But the, the main criticisms are the game management. And as you alluded to earlier, looking a bit shagged after 70, 80 minutes. But I can understand that with a stretched squad. And I can understand that with a squad that hasn't had a lot of time together playing under a new manager. So I'm willing to give the leeway on that. But those are my concerns. I, I, no, I, w- I would as well. I mean, that late goal was stupid and then they're quite lucky not to have that Watkins goal allowed after the opener as well. Yeah. So, a little bit concerning there. But. Yeah, pretty concerning. Um, especially with a, a horrible game up next. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's literally the worst game to follow up with. Is it horrible though? We could end up going and winning. Again. We could, you know, Leipzig made City look a bit foolish for half an hour. An hour or so last night. Yeah, came, he was playing five side yesterday. He came off the pitch and saw they were two 0 down. I was like, ah, we'll wait for that to turn into seven <laughs> two. Wasn't quite seven two in the end, but, um, but they're there to be had. They, yeah, they can. But, I guess, but I guess so are we. <laughs> quite a major way, I'd say. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one more game with with Romero out, I suppose, and then we'll have a centre back who can. Perform that role. It's very much open to anyone who wants it at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we shall see. Um, the good thing is, like, they've lost three in a row, but they're not that far away from the top still. Like, um, I don't know, Arsenal are maybe four or, yeah, four points further away. And I do feel more confident that, touch wood, there are no more injuries or suspensions that with, I think it's, we have West Ham and Newcastle going back to back which looked quite tricky after the Wolves game. I was feeling really down after the Wolves game. I thought that, okay, this might not actually work with these players. But lo and behold, you take Eric Dyer out and it's all right again. Um, now I feel a lot more confident that Spurs will do West Ham and Newcastle. Because I think if Villa came there and played like that, and I think Villa are, are at this moment better than Newcastle, and they're definitely better than West Ham, I think Spurs would and should do them. Yeah, and... Um yeah, two home games on the trot as well. That should be um, we should be nice and rested, just to go and get some point holes. Hope so. Okay, bloody yeah. hope so. Could do could do with a win from somewhere. Because I think the, I think the annoying thing, like I said it before, like you just have to have to firm it, and there's going to be bad results. There's going to be bad runs, and this is like even when you kind of explain to people the complete rational thing that wow, like half of over half of the team that has started like most games this season is out injured. Of course, they're not going to be as good. Mm. Uh, people like 
oh, where's the winds and stuff like that. So it's just a matter of kind of blocking out the noise. But I am very, very confident that the Spurs are on the right path, even if the next couple of games go horribly. And I think there is a real chance that this City game is very bad. <laughs> uh, I think I just going to every game this season thinking I have no idea what the score is going to be. Which is quite fun in a way because yeah, I, I, I honestly, like I said, like when I saw the Villa lineup, I was like, "Good God, this could, this really could be bad." But I was very surprised. You know, Spurs could have had the lead in the first minute. They could have had any number after the first twenty. Yeah. I don't anticipate this to be the case at the Etihad. I think that's going to be very different. But I mean, I think they'll have their chances to score. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. City's just overwhelmed. And you imagine they'll be a bit more open than the Villa were. In those chances, and I, I don't think Edison is as good as Emmy Martinez either. So, no, there's your blueprint. How if you like, how does Spurs win on Sunday? It's well, just look at any of the last <laughs> ten fixtures between the two teams. Like Spurs get their wins every now and again, don't they? Um, all the puns. <laughs> you right there? Yeah, I'm okay. Didums, didums, didums. Just, uh... but yeah, you see the. I think you should see now the weaknesses in the squad. Yeah, it's so it's so razor thin at the moment. So what do we need? A hundred new defenders. Uh, I actually so I made this a point in my notes. So I thought it was quite interesting that Spurs started this season with Son and Kulusevski as the wingers, and now it's apparent that they both need to play centrally. Yeah, which I think it's one of the things you wouldn't have, like you could have maybe predicted to have happened because. Uh, Son and Kuzevki more inside forwards rather than typical kind of touchline wingers that Ange Postecoglou prefers mm. so it's not kind of a huge revelation but I do think now it, that the is paramount that the next like big big signing I think has to be like a really good tricky winger because I think I think Brennan Johnson is kind of like the wild card signing I don't think you can make another one of those signings and expect Spurs to rapidly move up the table again soon I think like uh, we reported for a long time that they've been looking at Jota at had there was a chance that he might have had his contract terminated and Spurs would have for sure swooped in on a free now it looks like it could be a loan it could be some other kind of cut price deal in January um, the interest is definitely there he would like to play for Postacoglu again I just think that that is a bit too samey with Johnson and Solomon I think the next winger signing has to be big it has to be a lot of money and it has to be someone who is quick and is a little bit more proven mm. I don't know who I haven't had time to go through who it could be uh, I need to, I should probably like do some research like who could it, that person be but might be, it might be yeah it might be a brief pull but um, but I just that Kulusevsky can't be the long term solution at right wing I think no I system. mean he should be someone who hopefully like will we'll play on the wing a little bit and then play in the middle someone who can play, do both yeah when Madison is, yeah. uh, is a little bit tired or yeah. jaded and you can just bring him on or shuffle him in field or yeah, yeah. you know yeah he's a good little utility guy there. I think it would be sort of marvellous to have uh, a, a sort of similar profile to Johnson on the other side yeah. what's been so great about watching Johnson early on is he always he always finds space um, like really high up the pitch as well especially yeah, when yeah. They're, when they're transitioning quickly, it's like oh, he's always on. You know? Yeah, he's always up. And like, good on both sides as well. He's good on both sides. That's quite a really useful um, aspect to have in a winger. Yeah, and if we got someone over there, who just you know, could, um, has space to improve their their final ball, um, then hopefully, yeah, these these uh, 
these performances should yeah. start yielding a few more goals. You hope, yeah, you hope so. I think like so. Imagine if Spurs did have Madison or Romero or Van der Ven available against Villa. I think that game is completely different. I think Spurs would. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the goals as like case studies, then I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for, yeah. For starters, Van, yeah, yeah, but Davis isn't marking yeah, Torres. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's a wonderful ball in. It's great header. Obviously, that's um, that that should be said. But I think it could also be shut down by Romero just like bodying power a little bit <laughs> and just saying no. Yeah, because yeah, because right Torres does give does give me the kind of vibe of like a soft defender. Yeah. So it's quite. Well, yeah, you know, I was I was at this game with our um, uh, well, I was with the, at the game with our French colleague Conton, who's a Villa fan, and he was quite concerned. He like Longley was warming up at half time, and he's like, "Why is Longley warming up? <laughs> What's he doing out there? He's not coming on, is he?" But yeah, apparently, Paul Torres is streets ahead of him. So, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Longley did get like some nice applause when he went to a warm up on the touchline, though, which I was quite surprised about. I was. I did. I, I thought. Yeah, I thought people would have forgotten who he was and what he looked like and stuff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be your. That'd be your reaction. So much because he was so bad. Just you from the press box. <laughs> there was nearly. There was nearly I fight. The, there was nearly fight the press box actually. Don't usually. Why is not between. Not between two journalists. Who one journalist and fan. So. <laughs> I'd have him. I really would. He's about five inches taller than me, but I'd have him. Yeah. Uh, gouge his eyes out and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, there were so. For people who don't know, there's one row in the press box where there's like a, it's almost like a VIP kind of seating bit where the ticket's a bit more expensive and stuff. You might get an extra leg or something like that. I don't know what it is. But they must have added it like during COVID or something because it wasn't there before the pandemic. And when people stand up, you can't see the pitch. So they, they get told before by the, the steward who's there, you can't stand up. If you're in a goal, it's kind of different, but in the game, don't stand up. And there was one guy who continually was standing up, and the journalist sat next to me was not content, and the other guy, who I don't know, like tell him to sit down, like because he can't see. And it was just kicking off, and they were like having a back and forth. And the guy, the guy's wife, was like kind of like just like I'm sorry about him. It's just quite entertaining, actually. You know, and your mate got some coffee and said, "See everything this threw all over him." Yeah. And you're just sort of there, you know. You don't, you don't see a lot of it nowadays. You don't see a lot of it. It reminds me of when uh, that Middlesbrough fan threw a season ticket at Steve McLaren. Somehow got all the way to the pitch. Threw a season ticket? Do you not remember this? What, like... Yeah, he, man- he managed to get on the, to, like, the the dugout, into the dugout, and just throw it at him, and then got taken away by stewards. Do you not remember this? Graham never told me that. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's bad for the Riverside now? Yeah, yeah, I got I got a lot of stuff to send you after this, yeah. Good lord. Did it just bounce off McLaren's brolly? I need to actually watch it again to to understand go, well. Go, uh, they were I think they were losing like 4-0 to Villa at the time, so I, I understand. Fucking Villa. <laughs> it's always They're Villa. Absolutely smashing They've done it again. Well, you know, after that City game, I'm pretty sure Spurs have a better run. It's a, it's a nice, it's a kinder run, is yeah. what I would say. I think it's West Ham, Newcastle, away to Forest, home to Everton, away to Brighton, your boys. Going to try and go to that, I think. Get down for... And then home to Bournemouth to end the year, which yeah. I'll be at on New Year's Eve. Oh, I think we're both working that day. Oh, Enjoy that one together. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> I see you. <laughs> what time is that? Is that in the morning? Yeah, it's 
It's too nice to o'clock. So yeah, the fixture running between now and the end of 2023 after City is a little bit kinder. So hopefully that's where Spurs will get some points. I think historically Spurs have done well. I don't know if that's just the Pochettino thing because Poch always managed to have good December, January periods. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's just like a fitness thing. And I think Spurs have been running more. They don't look flat out like they did last year. I said that they look a bit shaky at the weekend, but it's not as horrific as it was last year where Conte's whole tactic was don't go in the first half and that would always lead to Spurs being two down at half time no it's not that bad yeah flip it back around hey what if we do it all in the first half instead <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what I just like if even just a few of these nil jobbers who are injured in, injured at the moment could yeah. just <laughs> could just threaten could just threaten a, a, a return at some point that would be fab just to bolster the numbers really you know who I mean though I know I, I know I know and your Solomons and your fellas who've just been out for a while who uh, we could do with this it's just one of those things where it's like yeah. if, if we're like there's an update it's like X has returned to training it's like oh wow this is amazing mm. So it is like we're 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 straying dangerously into like a new signing territory ahead of the transfer window. <laughs> How many times do you think Benton Curl will come back and be like a new signing? It's tough for him. I think next time that's the real one. I hope so, man. I really hope for it because it must be gutting for him. Where it's just like he just got back. He must have felt so good in that kind of first half hour. Like the endorphins are like, yeah, I'm playing really well. You know when you have a really good game, you're just like, oh yeah, I'm that guy. I'm him. Um, and then that happens again, and then. You know, Matty Cash has ended the player season again. Yeah, he's not covered himself in glory there. Just, just bad to tackle. Just, yeah. just stop tackling. Yeah. Um, anyway. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. No, no, don't do that. Um, yeah, so you'll be watching the City game on Sunday. I won't be because I'm going to Chelsea Brighton. <laughs> Chelsea Brighton. Good Lord. Uh, I'm quite excited to see Pochettino and Deserbi go at it. Very similar managers. I think we talked to him last year Fire, that they all it was like Deserby's kind of the new Poch. He's kind of had Poch's legacy. You know, when Poch at Southampton, and he kind of changed Ooh, the pressing and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. similarities. Smart clubs seen as when Southampton were smart, now they're relegated. That's coming for you, Brighton. Oh really? Right. I don't think so. Give it well, six Brighton years. Really as well, to be fair. Oh. oh my god, the remix. The remix to Southampton and Europa. <laughs> they're almost. Uh... Similarities of Who broke on your open this week? Is it Marseille? Uh, yes. You call yourself a Brighton fan? Fairweather Brighton I fan? No. Fairweather Brighton? Fairweather, fair yeah. Um, no, Athens. Is that right? Is it? I don't see right. That doesn't seem right. I thought they changed the schedule. Yeah, this is the content that everyone wants to hear. I don't really understand why what? that. I don't know. We need to. We'll do some investigative work. No, we should do it right now. I don't, I'm getting. I, I, do you know what? I'm actually getting a lot of stick off Arsenal fans about not even being in Europe. They're like, we're enjoying the Champions League. It's like, uh. we'll enjoy it until we get Bayern Munich in the last. <laughs> when Harry Kane knocks out Arsenal, it'll be one of the best Champions League moments in Spurs Honestly. history. Yeah. Oh yeah, enjoy it. Huh? Enjoy it. I'm being fucking disciplined here. Fucking Every team around is just suffering an injury crisis. I can't, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. There's something sh- to this. Nah, I think it's just coincidence. <laughs> I, did, I didn't think this over the international, but I think I tweeted it at the time. It was like, 
I'm I'm so sure, man, that all of these games and this condensed time and like over the last three years, I'm sure it's all a coincidence, man. Yeah, it seems like at the, at the moment it's the teams who are just getting lucky. Do you know? Do you know what I find interesting? You know, you know when people try and dig out Levy for any old shit, and they're like, "Why isn't the squad so small?" And it's like, "Okay, but Postecoglou asked for that." Mm. Um, I'm not saying that's Postecoglou's fault that these are the teams got a field. The, the fault is got injuries and suspensions. Yeah, and his his thing is very much like I'm I'm playing the way I'm playing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not budging for anyone. So that no, it, it did to... feel it did feel like Spurs weren't as aggressively high in the mm. Villa game. I did note that they were high at times. They were on the half line like points, but it wasn't just kind of blind faith. It was a bit more reactive, and I think that was a little bit better. He might see it as a negative. He might be like, yeah. like okay, come on, let's not take the piss. Um, piss. Oh, I think you are. Um, but I did think that it wasn't as stupid this time. So I think there's a little bit of a learning curve there. Whereas I think in the Wolves game. Definitely wasn't the case, but I think that was just the reactive activity of like Dyer, just sinking deeper and deeper into his Conte form shell. Yeah, feel, starts to feel a bit sorry for the lad. Yeah, I mean, just get get him a nice move in in January or something. Just make sure he doesn't go to Everton. Give him give him a nice move. I don't know. I feel like Back to every sporting. washed up sport. <laughs> every every washed up Spurs player seems to end up at Everton these days. So just make sure that doesn't happen. Back to Sporting would probably be nice. Wait, what what sub Spurs players got to Everton? Uh, Lennon? Delhi and Oh Delhi. Is that is that is that enough? I guess it's enough, yeah. Uh, I feel like there must be a few more. <laughs> it feels like the clubs are kinda of intertwined in some way. In some way. But you know, at least we're not Tim Push deducted. Everton definitely guilty by the way. I well, think. you know, like that is coming for the Defoe stuff. <laughs> So I wouldn't, I wouldn't no, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves That is in the post We are going to get screwed by that dodgy agent It was you, wasn't it? Yeah Wait, no <laughs> We got him, boys Dan Juma Oh, Dan Juma Dan doesn't even play He's barely playing, yeah People wanted like People were like um, Oh, really, Dan Juma back It was like, do we? Doesn't even start for Everton I can't believe Everton went back in for him after the, after what happened little, in January. Yeah. Do you not want like another little middling winger here or there? Just not to, really. Just to make I, I've just made my case, Jude. I don't want another one. I want a good one. <laughs> yeah, a really, sorry. really good one. I want a, I want one now, speaking of Everton, we have been linked with Jared Brantwaite this week, which is quite interesting. Sit in Brantwaite. Favourite of former Nightingale colleague, Chris Dealey. He's a Car- from Car- Carlisle Car- boy, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he's got—he's not quite good. He's got—he's really, like, physically gifted, which I, so I understand the link. Like, he's kind of like in the Van der Ven mold. My problem is Spurs are being linked with a lot of really good centre backs, and it's like, unless Romero sold, or they think Mickey Van der Ven's legs have just fallen off, mm. I don't know how you offer them the promise of game time here more than elsewhere. Have we talked about this in the pod before? I'm not sure, but we should we should we could get into it. I think now. I think no, I think it was I think it was another point I heard it on that Spurs kind of have to take more risks for their signings because they don't have that pull that the other clubs do. Yeah, I, I mean, like I I think a lot of top sides around now do have a lot of centre back options. I think like if you look true, at, yeah, if you look at Liverpool's squad or City squad, the way they've built, they have those players who are a bit more interchangeable. They just have options in every area, really. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. thing. That's the thing, and they've sort of they've taken their time over the years to um, collect these squads like with a clear identity exactly over years 
investments from the past. I, I, so, you know, it's, it's probably not too much of a surprise that given Spurs have bandied around from manager to manager before, that um, their squad isn't quite as um, able to balance this sort of massive injury list, you know, in comparison to other sides who could maybe get away with it. Yeah, I do, li- I do like the kind of emphasis that Boston Club seems to have on the, the character piece of it as well. Like, I think that the guys who have come in and have gone into the first team have been proper starters they've all been amazing I think the part of that is the character and the charisma and stuff like that that is a really important factor yeah. like Vicario has been like I'm, I'm just a huge fan of him now yeah. and I think I think he should be at least starting goalkeeper he's got a nice uh, sort of leader gene yeah exactly but they, that's what I mean they all do like they all in their own way have that and I think that's been really important you hope that the side is kind of continuing this trend because I think it kind of happens without you really knowing it at the time you know when every Liverpool side was like a hit, yeah. but you didn't clock on until two years after every signing was a hit. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's actually quite smart. Now I think Arsenal go through the same thing. I think they kind of balls up a little bit this summer. I think they could have gone a bit better, but now it feels like if Spurs are on that trajectory and they got this new data-led system and they got Johan Lundgren from Aston Villa to oversee all this stuff, hopefully that's where Spurs are going and all these signings can hit and the box up the squad. And hopefully this time next year, when we have twenty more injuries, the wins will come. That's the dream. Yeah, fingers crossed. But it's, um, I, think it's, I, I know they've lost three in a row, but I think things are still generally... This is the know, best three like, losses in a row ever. Yeah. The, they, war, the water was pretty dark. Like, the water was pretty dark, but... It was dark. Even the Chelsea one, I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's chaos here, you know. Um, it's, it's just a bit frustrating, that, you know, that it's gone from incredible to a bit bleak in, yeah. in, in like a short-term perspective, but... I'm, I'm we keep sure. going yeah you keep going and you know you see what they put out against City like it'll be an interesting game maybe oh it's going to be interesting I bet maybe they concede six maybe they don't you know maybe it's a little a little uh, a little easier maybe I, uh, I am scared about that yeah. it's the, it is the last game that Spurs need right now it'd be re- it would be so interesting if it was full strength full strength mm. now it's like this is a bit unfair yeah, we don't need we, that highlight. Fake um, some COVID tests, you think? Yeah? <laughs> Worked for, for some of those teams before. Oh no, our whole squad is riddled. Oh no. There's no way we can fulfill this fixture. Anyway. Please, <laughs> please, please, please. Well, last year this fixture got suspended because the Queen died. Do you remember? Oh yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I suppose I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not condoning it, but... No, I'm not even going to say it, actually. No, no. That's the end of me. That's a whole different <laughs> thing, uh, bot that you get on your, on your I'm you not conducting it. Oh, fracky bile over here. Um. <laughs> it's going well, though. It is going well. It is going well. Sorry, I was just looking at You're going Donnarumma. Yeah, I said the Vicario thing. Yeah, just because of Vicario earlier, and I did remember that Donnarumma got yesterday and I don't know like, I'm starting to I think he's like up there on fraud watch for me yeah he very much like can't kick can't catch can't save he's just really tall and expensive yeah really tall and then like sort of has one good game in 10 and that's pretty much it Happens seems to have a lot of baggage yeah <laughs> <laughs> every time he plays Milan it's just like uh, you have some fake money it's like oh great you know how about you get a goalie who's like quick and agile and plays out from the back like Vicario like my man 
Guglielmo. Guglielmo. Yeah, he's fat. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm done here. I need. Done? I need lunch. I'm starving. Oh yeah, we need to order some. Lunch yeah, we need to order some lunch. <laughs> What's lunch today? I think I saw Wagamama. Ooh, interesting. I don't know what, what is. Oh, you went the wrong chat, idiot. Oh, there's Wagamama. Okay, Wagamama. cool. Um, right, so we're gonna go eat some Wagamama. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, if you have a like, subscribe, and a review, which mentions that we do use our names. Um, Please do so now, it really helps us. And we will see you, hopefully not after a morning at the Etihad. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.